0: Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting rayray.com/retailanywhere. That's r e y r e y dot com/retailanywhere.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Steve Schmidt with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, September 22nd. The buying power of women in the U.S. is massive. Consider this. According to girlpowermarketing.com, women in the United States control or influence 85% of consumer spending. They have purchasing power that ranges between $5 trillion to $15 trillion annually and control more than 60% of all personal wealth. Forty percent of U.S. working women now outearn their husbands, and women purchase over fifty percent of traditional male products, including home improvement products, consumer electronics, and yes, automobiles. Yet, according to Ann Fleming, founder and CEO of WomenDrivers.com, research she and her team have conducted reveals dealers have opportunities to better connect with women consumers in the showroom, in the F and I office and the service lane, where, according to Fleming, one in four women defect to other providers because of a poor experience getting their vehicle serviced. What's the most important factor influencing women's final purchase decision? Well, women responding to post-purchase surveys conducted by Fleming and her team say a trust-based relationship with a sales advisor that respects them. Doesn't matter what brand they bought, Chevy, Ford, Toyota, Nissan, Jeep, Subaru, Hyundai, or Honda, sales advisors that were trustworthy and respectful more times than not landed the sale. Fleming also says the surveys her team sends to women who have recently purchased a vehicle or had their vehicle serviced generate a 94% response rate, something she describes as unprecedented and illustrative of how important reputation is to influencing women's automotive purchase decision and also reflective of a desire among women to be heard as consumers. What opportunities are dealers missing to connect with women consumers, particularly in the service lane? Why is it important to start building trust immediately when women begin shopping for a vehicle and overtly communicating the benefits of doing business with your dealership the minute they walk into the showroom? And how can dealers create better digital engagement with women? We've caught up with Womendrivers.com CEO, Ann Fleming. Anne, thanks so much for joining me today on the Daily Drive podcast. How are you? Steve, I'm
2: fantastic. Thank you. It's a delight to be with you and your listeners.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to have you. We've got such an interesting and important topic today to talk about, and that is women as consumers in the automotive industry. Why don't we start? Can you help our listeners understand the buying power of women in automotive?
2: Absolutely. The buying power of women, women, again, independently or by themselves are purchasing half of all cars at franchise dealers. Okay. They account for two thirds of the fixed ops customers. So let's just look at that from a financial standpoint. At a single dealer, they're generating about $4.5 million. And you know, Steve, I just want to say that some listeners might hear this like uh, women buyers, you know, something automatically might come up like, you know, I know this. Oh, I got this. Oh, I, is this a niche conversation? Or I did a diversity training once. I was, at a, I was at a women's seminar. I got this. Now, I mention this because the conversation we're having today is about women consumers are the largest buying group and they deserve the attention. That's actually what we're talking about. But let's look at this. It's really the OEMs and the B2C companies that are marketing to women consumers. We know that dealers have marketed to millennials. They've marketed to Latinx. But they really have not leaned into the consumer that we're talking about.
1: So you've done a lot of research into women consumers in automotive, what influences their purchase decisions, what methodologies, if you will, resonates most with them. Can you describe your research into women consumers and automotive?
2: What we assert at Women Drivers is women are the control group for all customers, for all consumers. And we market segment or we unpack Women's experiences from the general population to really transform revenue and improve retention at dealerships. And we do this, Steve, with really a two step solution. You know, the first part is reputation management for women, by women, right? And we do that with a simple five step review question, right? But the second part, what we do is actually quite unique. The review sets up a foundation for what is called survey retention platform. Now, this is a deep dive 30-question survey of which, check this out, of which 94% of women reviewers, again, they've just reviewed their dealership, but they opt in and they complete this enhanced assessment. So, on a scale of five, which is excellent to, to one, these women self-report, and they give unexamined and unobserved experiences in six financial areas of the dealership. And you know we capture data at the dealership level and at the brand level. And then these actionable insights and predictive analytics, they were previously unavailable to dealerships. And the metrics that we capture are distinct from CSI.
1: When it comes to your research and this 94% response rate in these details and this insight that you're getting from women consumers that are responding to your research instruments, overall, how are automotive dealers doing connecting with women interested in purchasing a vehicle?
2: One thing that our platform does allow women to rate is their shopping experience, right? Because we know that before buying a vehicle – you know, women, you know, they've already taken numerous actions. They've spent significant research hours and, and they've been, They've taken a lot of behaviors before they've just gone in to buy uh, a car. So um, we allow women to rate not just their purchase, not just their service lane, but also their shopping experience. So that's another thing that's a little bit unique about women drivers. And and shopping could be, I just want to say for the listeners, because it it's could include an array of things. It could be they went in, they 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 were just looking. They test drove a vehicle. Maybe they went on the website and they submitted. They were looking for a quote or they had a question, but they didn't actually buy that day. And so we do know that shopping is distinct from purchasing, and we 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 know a couple of things that when shopping people have a lower rating they give the dealership a lower rating. We know a couple things that 53% of women car buyers report going to 3.2 dealers. 60% of women, if they didn't buy that day, they do not return to that dealership. 15% of women say they reported feeling pressured. 15% of women would not recommend their dealership or their sales advisor. So we see a lot of activity around shopping that doesn't and it makes sense it doesn't match up to the the the, the 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 purchase experience but what are the factors when women are purchasing there's 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 several but when we rate them it's all about trust right trusting the dealership it's about trusting the sales advisor and it's about price women are definitely looking for you know I'd say a, a customer experience that matches spending what, $40,000, 50000 $60,000. And it's trust, 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 unequivocally, Steve, that is the number one reason that she's buying at a dealership.
1: So you talk about trust and you talk about the advisor in the shopping and purchasing process of, of a vehicle. Are you seeing a difference if that advisor is a man or a woman?
2: Okay, absolutely. So, so we conducted a national audit of our uh, three thousand car dealer reviews. This was a year and a half ago, and uh, it was one of the first national studies that we saw. And we looked at gender and review scores and how did women rate their sales associates who are men versus versus women, and what we saw. 85% 85% of the reviews were male and 15% were, were women. And when given a choice, women responded that they felt more relaxed, more confident uh, when dealing with a woman advisor, um, and they also felt less less pressured. And they gave their uh, female or their woman advisor a slightly higher score. Um, 58% of women actually rated their woman advisor A a big improvement from their past buying experience. Now, look, only one in ten frontliners are 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 women, but you know, for the listening audience, for dealers, or for GMs, or for um, you know, executives who are making um, you know employment decisions, you know, this shows that you know there's an opportunity to hire qualified women sales advisors, not just to advance better outcomes, but also reviews
1: and
0: and, and higher CSIs.
1: We'll be right back with more.
0: As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To others, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere.
1: Let's talk a little bit about digital and the importance of this emergent of digital retailing in automotive how important is digital to women consumers and what types of digital engagement do women prefer
2: um digital you know digital is where you know most dealers are spending you know the, the, their money these days i mean it's 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 beyond critical and, and i think it's really important for the audience to know that you know dealer websites are the number one Space digital space that women go to when buying. In the report, you can see national websites, whether it's KBB, Cars, True Cars. You can see them rated by, by brand. So it's it's fantastic for dealers. That's that's the good news. Um, however, women are asked. We, again, we ask a, a plethora of, uh, of questions. Um, and when 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 women are asked, how helpful or informative are or is your dealer website, they they rate them between scores of 77 to 89. So basically, Steve, that's a, a a B to a C. Um, so the question is, what can your dealership do to bridge the gap? And some are doing this now, right? Because you know, we've just gone through you know, this, this huge change in the past year. But I think it's really an opportunity for dealers and their advertising. Uh, Partner to to really look, and and, and there's an opportunity to add value content, right? About the car buying and the car ownership experience.
1: Talk about email, talk about texting, talk about those different types of platforms. We spent a lot of time talking about dealers. You've shared some wonderful insights or websites. You've shared a lot of wonderful insights on how to make that engagement with women on the website that for many that first entry point important. Your research also shows that different types of engagement, again, texts, uh, uh, email follow up, those also resonate differently when they than they do with men. Can you talk about some of what your research reveals in those areas?
2: Well, yes, we have a, we have a whole page dedicated to that here here's what I would say, um, and especially in the service lane, women still say they report rather that the number one way they want to be communicated to is email. But we know that they really don't respond to email. We, we, we can see that. So I think dealers want to get, uh, what is your preference and what is your second preference? And of course, texting is the highest responsive rate. So not just what is your first way that you would like us to communicate, but what is your second way that you'd like us to communicate with you? That That's the way you're going to get most customers to communicate because email is email. Texting is the new email.
1: So let's end in the service link. You've touched upon how women are sharing feedback relative to how they prefer to be communicated when in that service experience, what else is working and where are opportunities for improvement for auto dealers to connect with women in the service lane?
2: Well, the the big challenge in the service lane, uh, Steve, is that the, the big glaring number is the fact that one in four women are defecting uh, in, in the service lane. I'm a numbers person. So let's just look at this a little bit deeper. If an annual, uh, if an average excuse me if an average single dealer writes eighteen thousand let 's just say eighteen thousand repair orders, that would translate to roughly twenty five hundred ros being forfeited but let 's look at this from a from let 's step away a little bit. business is strong, Steve, and nobody's really missing those customers because those service customers are getting replaced with new buyers and and there's a huge opportunity to grow your business just by retaining some of those women customers. But we we really see uh, three areas where women are defecting. And can I dive into these quickly? Absolutely. Great. It's really being dissatisfied with the communication with the service advisor. One in four women say that the amount paid wasn't consistent with what they were quoted. And... Really, a, a, a tough area. It's almost a silly area. Is almost one in five women say that they're unhappy with the car's cleanliness when they pick up. So, uh, when when they pick it, when they pick up their vehicle. So, it, it's it to me, women are the quickest path to improving retention in, in in fixed ops. And you might say, well, why do I say this? And It's because they really don't have time. They would prefer. Stay with their current dealership. It really takes something to either go find another one or go to a national retailer or even find a,
1: a private mechanic. So, why don't we close with I'm an automotive dealer. I'm interested in connecting more with women consumers. And we've talked about what resonates with them when shopping, purchasing, financing, and servicing a vehicle. We've actually covered a lot of ground today. This is wonderful. If I'm an automotive dealer, I'm listening, what are the top three things you'd recommend I do to improve my connection with women consumers?
2: Number one, I'd say first calculate your business to understand what percentage is generated by this market. You know, talk to your ad agency and develop a strategy, you know, understand and grasp how your business has been driven and dependent on this marketplace. And your profits. That's the first thing to do. Um, Secondly, I would say, you know, this is a dominant consumer base. Make it easy to do business with you by showcasing your trust. So find a, um, a, you know, we talked about the fact that women use reviews 50% more than men. And they want peer reviews. They want peer reviews. So that's just not that's just not any review platform. So get serious about finding a review platform that's focused on and for and by women. Uh, so choose a women-oriented um, reputation platform and use it in the service and on the sales side. Um, and you know, get with your team and start engaging in you know using that platform. Um, that would be number 1 and and actually have it be top down and the last thing that i would say is really understand you know conversions and increasing conversions um i would say that again we talked about 6 and 10 women who come in to buy if they don't buy that day leave here is here is probably my best free tip of the day when a woman comes in and she says she's just looking or even on your with your BDC team, Um, have every single sales team, give them a five-star, 15-second pitch, and tell them about your experience about your dealership. And it might be, let me tell you about our conveniences and our competitive advantage. But say the words out loud and say, we've got a return policy, we've got an easy online finance approval, and we've got a five-star service Lane that offers, I don't know, home delivery or extended hours or an overnight vehicle. And we back it up with reviews and look them in the eye and say, this is who we are, not what we do. And just put it on a three by five card. And as they walk out, make sure that, you know, you tell them, you know, give them some type of a takeaway card. So those would be my three suggestions. And I would say that, you know. We are in a time of fundamental change in our industry, and dealers certainly need support from their agencies or their providers or new reputation partners to boost you know, success and to deliver higher retention outcomes with this market. And there's a huge opportunity by looking at new possible actions and getting new outcomes.
1: And thanks so much for sharing some terrific insight on how dealers connect better with women. Congratulations on your research, and thanks for sharing your recommendations with our listeners. Appreciate you taking some time today.
2: Steve, it's a pleasure. Thank you.
1: That's Daily Drive for Wednesday, September 22nd. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash Daily Drive. As always, thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow.